This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is David Furrow. This is my dad, Lynn Furrow, the founder of Summit Life, and also my mom, Carmen Furrow. As we always say, our mission here at Summit Life is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity in Christ through his eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective as they passionately pursue their upward call in Christ and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. Now, guys, we did finally finish breaking our addiction to time yesterday, and we're going to be moving on to a new subject, I know. And so, uh, Dad, how about you uh, take us off from there? Well, we are going to, like David said, transition from where we focused on what prevents us from changing, what prevents us from embracing change processes, which are growth opportunities, to now uh, looking at how Jesus has changed the age. You know, the, we have named this show uh, The Age Changers Show. Well, there is someone who has gone before us as a forerunner, mm-hmm. and we're going to show in the, these next few episodes coming up how Jesus is the bondage breaker. And we've talked about this over and over again, how mm-hmm. bondage is two words married together, a chain to an age, a tie to a specific age that has certain characteristics to it. Jesus was the ultimate bondage breaker. Where we left off in yesterday's episode Mm -hmm. was it said, the scripture stated, uh, that it was through death that he destroyed the one who had the power of death, that is the devil, to deliver those of us that were subject our entire lifetime to a lifestyle of slavery through the fear of death. And so... We, we don't want to be subject to that spirit of bondage again to fear or a fear that reproduces the spirit of slavery and bondage within us where we're stuck, where we're captured by a moment that our motivations are to try to preserve it because we're afraid of the unknown and what's ahead. And so God is maturing his bride. He's coming to us. He has led us know his love, but he wants us to have a faith that is reliant on his love, yeah. a faith uh, a faith that works by love, that because we're so confident and we're so convinced of his love for us that we're willing to not try to, to preserve any past encounter or any past previous joyful season where God has revealed to us certain aspects of his character and his heart towards us but we're willing to follow the lamb wherever he goes, including things of difficulty, things uh, and situations maybe that could lead to suffering, um, maybe things that that we would say, I really do not want to go here, Jesus, but we're willing to follow in the footsteps of, of our Savior. And we say, not our will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, we will never choose anything less than your best for us. Because even if we can't understand everything that's going on and uh, why he would lead us this way, 
We're willing to follow him because we have the promise of Romans 8.28. And that becomes, you know, the spiritual Rosetta Stone that interprets all of my circumstances. We know all things work together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. Uh, The reason why he has set his love upon us is because we have been chosen by God to participate in something that is far bigger than us. It's called the eternal purposes of God. And it transcends our lifetime. It transcends any temporal thing that we could experience and enjoy on this side of eternity. And so, again, I keep saying this. We want to live for eternity. Yeah. Not for time. We were born for eternity, not to be bound by time. Yeah. And so God is wanting the contemporary church to to press through the veil, to 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 peer through the veil and to experience the age which is coming, the Bible says, the powers of the age to come. And as we experience what is coming, it sets us free from that addiction to time. And I know I didn't want to go back there and review, but <laughs> it really funny. it really sets us up on what Jesus has really done for us. Yeah. He is the bondage breaker and he is the age changer. Uh, I love history. And I think that anybody that's known me for any period of time uh, know that I'm kind of this amateur historian. And, you know, I love American history, you know, and I, I love European history. I just love history, period. Yeah. But things that are of particular interest for me is American history. And one of the stories that I love that is analogous to what we're going to talk about today is these pioneers of flight, Orville and Wilbur Wright, who, you know, they, they had a small company that they manufactured bicycles. But their dad, early on, brought to them a little flying machine as it bought them, this little flying machine as a toy. And it had some type of a cord that they pulled and there was a propeller and, you know, it had sustained flight for a few seconds. Well, that toy captivated their imagination so much that their captivation of of seeing that gave them a life vision where they pursued the exploration of man flight and they thought that if the engineering mechanics on a miniature level could do this then maybe just maybe uh, they had this dream unfolding in their heart that maybe men could fly and so they you know would build bicycles and repair bicycles but their nighttime job was to (laughs) put together flying machines. And ultimately, in a consummate way, it led them uh, to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And they built the rail system down these sand dunes on this beach. And they bought this kite that had a motorized combustion engine uh, with some propellers. And one of them was willing (laughs) uh, to be the guinea pig. And he, you know, he laid himself down on this thing, ran down the rail, but with, you know, this thrust from the, this combustion engine that turned the propellers. 
And we know that on December 17th of 1903, there was 12 seconds of sustained man flight Mm -hmm. and it changed everything about our world. Yeah. Now what's interesting about that moment of history is that there were other people that were living in a bygone era and they were maintaining an age that once was. So you could have still seen guys with horses and carriages and wagons making deliveries or transporting themselves from their house to business, business back home. You could have seen people primarily transporting themselves yeah. using horses yeah. as the means to 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 cause them from go to one place to another but that represented an age an epic and a moment of history that was going to quickly vanish away so i just think you know here's this milkman who's <laughs> you know going around down the street and he's making his deliveries and he's got his wagon his horses and in that moment, he thinks this is the best way to deliver milk. Yeah. No one will ever, this is the way 10 years, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I have job security. This is how milk is going to be delivered. Little did he know that these two guys uh, were going to be a harbinger of an age to come where there would be FedEx (laughs) and UPS and that packages and things would be delivered overnight by the technology that they were pioneering. But then there were other guys at the same time. Well, you had the guys that were still hitching the horses up and making their deliveries by horse-drawn carriages. There were other guys that were tinkering with combustion engines as well. And they were thinking about horseless carriages. Yeah. And and those became the, you know, the early automobiles, the early car, what would evolve into being cars. And so that was an age that was coming or, yeah. you know, the, the, the horses represented an age that was and the automobiles, it was going to become the dominant age, the age that that, that was. Uh, or the age that is. I'll get it right. Um, <laughs> Hold on for a second. Before we go any further, you know, you keep saying age. Explain exactly what you mean by the term age. Yeah. Most of the time, there are two Greek words, and we'll get into the Greek study in just a minute. But there's two primary words in the New Testament for the word age. Most of us think of it as a period of time that maybe a long period of time, uh, that that it's indefinite, yeah. you know, that we say until the end of the age, we think of it as being open-ended. Uh, but the word age can also have another definition, and that can mean that there is an order and an arrangement of authority that imposes restrictions that keep people in a certain environment, mm-hmm. uh, certain conditions. And so we know that if a king reigns for a period of time in history, that based upon the goodness of the king or the tyranny of the king, based upon how he would make rules and govern his kingdom, there would be this 
this uh, environment that would envelop the land that he would rule. And so there were certain conditions that he would create. We would call that an age because it lasted as long as he reigned. So it's based not only on just time, Mm -hmm. but it's also based on who rules that period of time. It's based on an order or a certain arrangement of authority because the one influences the other. So you're saying that the person who rules that age or that time is the one who gets to determine... The length of it. The length of it, what's going on in that, um, yeah. the conditions and the, the situation. The environment, that's right. Uh, whether it's positive or whether it's negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by age. Now, when we talk about this word bondage, a chain to an age, we're really not just, we, we are inferring that it means a period of time. Yeah. But specifically, most of the time, and we're going to look at some text, most of the time that when we talk about that word, it's referring to an arrangement or an order of authority that is dictating what people are experiencing yeah. in those moments of time. Let me follow up with this illustration about Orville and Wilbur Wright. When they flew that day for 12 seconds, they were breaking forth into a moment which was predicting an age to come. So those that were, you know, the horses and the carriages, it was a passing age. It was something that was going to pass away. The automobile would become the dominant Mm -hmm. uh, influence in transportation and how people transported themselves in the first half of the 20th century. But you can see the second half of the 20th century and now into the 21st century, the age of flight became the age that which is to come. You go, what's the point of the illustration? Jesus changed the age. Yeah and was a harbinger, a forerunner, that pointed to us of an age that is to come, and that he became the king of that coming age. That's why we call it the coming kingdom. The kingdom is a domain that will have a certain arrangement of authority, that will have a certain environment to it that will create certain conditions on the ground that people will enjoy. And it says that it will be a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of joy, Mm -hmm. um, a kingdom of stability. There will be war no more. So when he broke the bondage that Satan had created, the chain to his age, an age of darkness, a domain of darkness, when Jesus broke it, he then allows that uh, allows those that were slaves and captives in that domain to now be translated out of that age, out of that dominion of that darkness, and to be brought in to his kingdom. Now, when we've talked about the kingdom, we said the kingdom has a dimension that is now, that we have the privilege and the opportunity of tasting of of the coming age now, and that should be something that is increasing internally within us. But we also know that there's 
aspects of the kingdom that are not yet. So I don't want anybody to to falsely (laughs) accuse me and saying, you just, you know, teach the kingdom now message that you think that the church (laughs) is going to unilaterally, you know, bring the kingdom. No, there is a dimension that is present now, uh, but a part of it is coming. My point is, is that the church is to be the bridge that uh, foreruns the coming of the Lord and brings acceleration to that day to where we could see the consummation and the fullness of that kingdom without delay. Now, when I was in Bible school, I want to give another illustration. When I was in Bible school, we would have these teachings about dispensations. And dispensation is a, a period of time. And they would say, a dispensation is defined by how God interacts with people in a certain period of time. And so the guys would pull out their charts and they would there would be this horizontal line and there would be brackets and parentheses and the cross would, you know, bifurcate it and divide it. And we would, you know, that it's the difference between the old and the new. And, yeah. and But then they would have all these other little parentheses and arrows and everything that would point to it. And when you get it, when you're, when you're taught dispensations and ages and things like that, it's always so crisp and clean. <laughs> you know, like one begins this day yeah. and then it ends this day and then the new thing begins. We must understand that dispensations and ages overlap. And mm. I tried to use that as the example. At the same time, you could have seen Orville and Wilbur Wright flying for the first time. You could have seen the guys working on horseless carriages, early automobiles, and you could have seen a guy on horseback. Yeah. All three of them were overlapping all at the same time. So that's the way it is right now. Jesus has broken the bondage of, of the dominion and the age of darkness and death. He has broken and severed it. We do not have, uh, we do not have to, I'll, I'll put it that way, stay where we've been. Yeah. There, There is no compelling reason or power that keeps us there. Yeah. And Jesus said, once you know the truth, the truth sets you free. Yeah. Said the Holy Spirit will lead you now into all truth and show you things that are to come. We are a people that should be ready to exodus Mm -hmm. and to leave, uh, evacuate every place where the enemy has held us in darkness and dominion to this age. We should should right now be saying, don't, uh, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I don't want to live another day in the age of darkness and death. I have been transported supernaturally through the new birth by God's translating power. He has delivered me from the authority of the dominion of that darkness. And so now I'm in the new creation. And so we see that the old creation, God created the heavens and the earth. And the last thing that he did as a crowning of creation was he created man. In the new creation, it's going in reverse order. He's starting with a new man who through that new man will reverse the curse Mm. off of the creation so the heavens and the earth can be made new. And so we 
uh, need to see and to understand that God is doing a new work and we are the importers of that kingdom. He wants us to import into us internally the kingdom so that it can be exported externally into the world that we live so that we ourselves, just like Jesus being the bondage breaker, the age changer, we become bondage breakers and age changers as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to end there. I know that was a, you know, I, I, I used a lot of illustrations to try to set a context for where we're going, but hang on because we're going to get into a word study on this word age uh, in the next episode. Well, that was good. Well, guys, thank you for being with us today. If you'd like to know more about Summit Life Ministries, please feel free to visit us at summitlifeministries.com. If you'd like to get just more content, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, where you're probably watching this now. Guys, if you have questions, please leave them in the comments. We are going to be answering them on Friday. And so if you have questions, leave them in the comments or direct message us like some of you have done. But uh, thank you guys again for being with us today. We love you guys and God bless. Bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.